Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman. I am mom to Skylar, who is an incredible adult son with severe nonverbal autism. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast four years ago was that the content of each episode bring hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. In sharing the many relatable caregiver stories and experiences, I hope that you never feel like you have to travel your parenting journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my Facebook page, Welcome to My Life, Skylar's World, or Instagram, Welcome to My Life, underscore Lori Hellman, and let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, could I ask a favor that you please leave a rating and a written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season four of Living the Sky Life. Welcome back and thank you for subscribing and tuning in for another episode of Living the Sky Life. My guest today is Nicole Gottesman. Nicole has not had the easiest road into parenting or adult life. After suffering the sudden loss of her firstborn child, she was elated to learn that she was pregnant again. Not soon after that, Nicole lost her husband unexpectedly. As a widowed single mom raising her beautiful son Gabe, Nicole refused to let her prior traumas overshadow her appreciation for all the blessings she still had in her life. Her handsome, now 13-year-old son Gabe, who was diagnosed with nonverbal autism, has won the hearts of many on social media through his love of music and joyful smile. Nicole and her partner Caroline are extremely proud of the young man Gabe has becoming and of the strong family unit that they have built. You can follow Nicole on YouTube and Facebook. Her Facebook page is for the love of Gabe. Um, her Instagram account is Nicole Gottesman, and she has a TikTok and YouTube channel as well. So please enjoy my conversation with Nicole. This episode is brought to you by Mia Via Toys, a brand dedicated to creating toys and learning aids for kids with autism, special needs, and other developmental challenges. Go to miaviatoys.com, that's M-E-A-V-I-A-T-O-Y-S, and use promo code SKYLIFE15, that's S-K-Y-L-I-F-E, to receive 15% off your first order. And for the month of April, a portion of their proceeds will go to the Bluegrass Center for Autism. So please check them out and help give back to the autism community. As a special bonus for the month of April, I've partnered with my friends at Mia Via Toys for a special giveaway to four lucky winners. Entering the contest is easy. All you have to do is follow the Instagram accounts of Mia Via Toys and also my Instagram, which is welcome to my life underscore Lori Hellman. To get additional entries into the contest, make sure you're subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. And also, if you leave a reading and review on either Apple iTunes or Audible, that guarantees you another entry. The four winners will be chosen April 25th. So get your chances in now and good luck. So welcome back to another episode of Living the Sky Life. I have the pleasure of talking today with Nicole Gottesman. Um, Nicole, I'm sure most of you are familiar with her and her page. She shares all things about her son, Gabe, and um, I am just looking very forward to this conversation. So welcome to the podcast, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me on. 
absolutely. Um, I know it's taken some convincing. You're, <laughs> it's funny because you have so much social media presence and you share so much about Gabe with us, which I am grateful for because I love watching him grow up and literally grow up. He is so tall from when you first started posting the little right. boy Gabe. Um, so I, I just really appreciate you taking the extra time to share a little bit more about your story with the listeners. So um, for those that might not be familiar with you and your family, um, I know you haven't had the easiest road into parenting, mm -hmm. adulthood, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, all of the things. Um, you had mentioned um, recently, I saw in one of your posts about um, the child that you conceived and had before Gabe um, and your marriage to Seth. I don't know how much of that you want to talk about, um, just kind of how you got to this place um, in your life, if you want to share a little backstory with everybody before Gabe came into the picture. Sure. Um, it's kind of a long story, but I'll try to make it <laughs> a little bit shorter. Um, I met, so I was married um, to my husband, Seth. I met him in college. We got married. I was about 26 and three and a half years later, I well, let me back up. So about two and a half years later, I was pregnant. I became pregnant. I'm sorry. There's beeping right That's now. Okay. I apologize. That's okay. Um, I, Seth and I had um, a baby who was a preemie. He did not make it. And it was absolutely devastating yeah. to both of us. Um, six months, I actually became pregnant right away after losing our son, Gavin. Um and then about six months from losing Gavin, Seth had a cardiac arrhythmia and I found him at home deceased. Very unexpected. It was two days before Christmas and my family lives in New York and they happened to be driving to us for the holidays. Mm -hmm. So the timing was sort of interesting. Thankfully, they were all coming. All of my friends from New York came in. It was just, you know, because of the break, everyone was available, thankfully. Um, at that point, like, I'm just, sur I'm surprised I survived all of that. You know, yeah. I was at that, we were actually going to find out the sex of the baby of Gabe that afternoon. So I had come home and, you know, and found Seth, but, um, yeah, so I was about 12 and a half weeks pregnant with Gabe when Seth died. So I did have to go through the entire pregnancy alone. And I'll be honest with you. I was one of my big fears was, well, I didn't know if I would survive the pregnancy, just having gone through so much, losing my baby, then losing my husband. Mm -hmm. um, like it was just so traumatic, you know, kind of back to back. Um, it's just so anyway, much, I, yeah, it's just mental. I, I was very concerned that um, Gabe maybe wouldn't make it like I, I, kind of felt like maybe the trauma of what I had gone through, what he had gone through with me inside mm -hmm. of me would impact him in some way. And I did wonder if maybe he would, he was going to be autistic. I always sort of had that thing in the back of my mind. And even before Seth died, I used to have dreams. I had one very vivid dream. I think it was two years before Seth died that I was, that I had an autistic son. And I remember being in the dream, we were on a school bus and Seth was with me and we had a blonde son, Seth was blonde, mm -hmm. Gabe is also blonde. And he was 
Seth was holding him because he was like having like, I don't know, anxiety. He was trying to get out of the bus. And anyway, I just thought, well, that's weird. I wonder if, you know, that's really what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And although Gabe is not like that, but he is autistic. And I, I honestly was not surprised. I yeah. think I was destined to have an autistic son. So how did, I mean, were you aware of autism? I mean, it wasn't Jake's or uh, sorry, Gabe is only 13. So, I mean, it's not like it was that long ago. And I think autism was being spoken about, but um, Mm -hmm. what is your, do you have a career in anything having to do with medicine or therapies or anything like that? Or so actually at the time that I had this dream, I had been, I was working as, um, a director of a before and after care program. Okay. There was one boy who was bused into our program. So we were in elementary school and his, this boy's sister went to the school. So he was bused in from a private school, I believe to, you know, for the aftercare program where we were, and he was nonverbal and I had never met an autistic kid before him. His name was Joey and I, and he was also blonde. So this could have been part of the dream. Anyway, yeah. he was just so sweet, but, um, I, I really didn't know anything about autism yeah. at the time. And I, and I look back to that and I wish that I had, because I would have done more to, I guess, make Joey's experience more positive at, the, you know, instead of I was the co-director. So really, I mean, Joey was separate, separate. He was separated from everybody. So like he could have them one-on-one, but I, it didn't need to be like that. Now I know yeah. if I could do this all over again, we would include him in different ways. I think that we weren't equipped. We didn't know. And none of us knew anything because it was, you know, it really wasn't, it, it was a program meant for, you know, kids in that elementary school. And I, and I think that no one knew a lot about autism back then in general. Yeah. So it's, it's so interesting the way things are now. And I'm happy with the way things are changing in the world. And there is so much awareness and a lot more understanding, at least much more than there used to be. And I know that we have a lot of work to do to continue this. Yeah. You know? Well, that's why it's so important with pages like yours and mine and just all of the parents who are speaking out um, because, you know, because of like your experience with the daycare, people are not aware of these kind of things and inclusion and what that really means. So I think it's up to us as parents to to continue Mm -hmm. to educate, like you said. So it's, it's really important. Sometimes it's not easy and we don't like putting our lives out there because we're scrutinized a lot, but that's yeah. the only way to educate. So I guess I'll take the bad with the good, right? Um, you know, you have mentioned that, you know, just because of all that trauma and all the things that you've gone through, that you have so much more of a greater appreciation for the mm. life that you have and the things that you have in your life and the people in your life. I'm sure it's hard to get to that place. It's not something that would probably happen overnight, but, um, you know, in, in looking at Gabe now, I mean, I, I can just tell just by the things you say and the videos of him and that you just try to find the beauty in all of the different things that he does, even in his spinning and even in, you know, his love of music and Adele recently. And some of those things that you just hang on to those little moments that are special with just him. I try to do that with Mm -hmm. Skylar, but it's hard sometimes to, to not let the frustrations of not being able to communicate with them or things like that kind of 
creep in. So how do you, how long, how did you get to this place? I mean, is there anything that you can, that just finally clicked? I, for you? Oh, I think it was overnight for me, um, actually, because, you know, having lost Seth in such a traumatic way and, and going through almost an entire pregnancy scared out of my mind. The second Gabe was born, it was like, I just, something had like the second he was born, I was so happy. Like I just had never felt like that before in my whole life. It was like, it almost felt like everything was worth it to get to that point. And I really did love every minute of him being a baby and um, I, I love, I just loved it. And he was just a good, he was a really great baby. And then about one year, um, one year into his life, he just never started talking and I, he was babbling a lot. And then I got scared. And then I realized that he did, you know, have autism at that, you know, soon after that he got diagnosed very early. Um, that was kind of when I just started, everything changed at that point. I, I didn't appreciate life at that point. I did have like a temporary, um, you know, for a few years, I felt very overwhelmed or like I couldn't, I didn't know if I could do it. I didn't know. Cause like I was alone and it was getting harder and harder as he was getting older. And it only got easier actually when I met Caroline mm-hmm. and Gabe was six. I mean, it was yeah, it was having two parents. I, I mean, I instantly felt appreciative of that, you know, having, having, you know, the help was one thing, having love in my life was another, you know, there mm-hmm. was just so much at once that, yeah, I think Caroline brought it all back for me, the appreciation. And I, every single day thinks to myself, what if I hadn't met her? What if something happens to her? you know, like we are so close. We do every single thing together as a family. Um, she's better than I am at taking Gabe out into the community. I'm getting better at it now because he's changing a lot. He's very calm. He was never like that when Mm -hmm. he was younger, he was like destructive. He would, you know, really, we were living in a very small um, space. We were in a condo up until two years ago. And that was difficult. It was difficult for my neighbors. We were on the top floor and, you know, it was even walking, you could hear it, but jumping and like, just be gave, just having a lot of energy was hard for a long time. And I think since we moved, it's definitely, you know, given him space to grow. And I've, I really think I've seen a very big difference in the last two years, particularly he grew six inches in one year. From the time we moved into this house to two years ago, he just shot up and he's still, I don't even know how, I think he's 5'10", maybe. I'm not even sure. And he's 13. Yeah. It's amazing. So I'm a little bit scared. He's going to, I don't know how tall he's going to end up being. Do you have tall family members on your side or was Seth's family tall? Seth Seth was 5'9". His whole family is about, all the men in his family are about 5'9". Okay. And my side, well, most, a lot of my family members are deceased, unfortunately. Um, I don't even know how tall my dad was, but I don't believe he was even six feet. So I don't know, but yeah, there really <laughs> aren't, a, I can't think of any tall people that I know from yeah. my family or his. So, cause you guys are both really petite. You and Caroline both are tiny. And <laughs> I mean, just mm-hmm. towers over you. Skylar's bigger than me, but he's only five, four and I'm only five, two. So to me, Skylar's mm-hmm. really tall, but I've, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Gabe has legs for days. 
<laughs> yeah, lucky. we're five, one and a half. Both Caroline and I are the same exact height. That's funny. And it's, you know, we have to help Gabe um, wash his hair. I need a step stool. I can't yes. like the other day I was like, I cannot do this. It's hard. like, we tried it. We're teaching Gabe to be, you know, able to do it on his own, but it was right. picture day and we're like, it's got to, you know, be perfect. So yeah, it was definitely, it is a challenge with him being so much taller, a lot of these things, but in a lot of ways, I think he likes being tall. And I think something about it, like, I don't know if he's just more confident or something. He has just changed a lot yeah, in a really positive direction. Well, and you, you mentioned that earlier and I, I wanted to kind of come back to it. Um, I think I had, had told you that I, I've seen, I had seen prior like several videos and things, um, where he was kind of in that stage where he didn't want to get out of the car, like things he did used to like, he -hmm. went through this period of like, I don't like any of this anymore. Walking on the beach. I can't remember all the things that you guys would do with him. Mm -hmm. And he just, um, just escaped kind of inside of himself and, and stopped doing those things. But he, like you said, I think in the last, what is it, year or two, he is completely yeah. different. He's open. I, I know you just posted, I keep saying all your posts, but I, I love your page um, about the bat mitzvah he just went to and, mm-hmm. and you guys go to Myrtle beach. And he just seems so engaged in the people around him and in the activities and all of the things. Was that a, a quick transition for him or is it, was there medication? Was there anything that, you know, that kind of helped change him or is it just maturity? Um, can I, can I just go back to the pandemic? I want to say yeah, a little bit about absolutely. that. So when, so there's a lot of things that happened in our life at that point in time. So the pandemic, I think began in March of 2020 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then school was, um, it went virtual and I'm sorry, that was just not going to work out yeah, for Gabe. No, it was like, either. so we, we decided, okay, we're not going to, well, I started it. And what happened was I could see, oh, now I see what you're doing in school. And I have a real problem with that. And I'm definitely like, I got really angry when I started. So I would sit there looking at the, they're all the paraeducators and the teacher, they had, it's an ABA based program. Gabe was in elementary school at this point. And they're asking Gabe, Gabe, where's the red ball? Where's the red ball? Like there's three options and he's not answering the question. And I know Gabe knows what the red ball is and he's just not answering it and they're not moving on. And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, he needs to answer it like correctly, like a certain number of times, but he's not Mm -hmm. going to. So you're preventing him from, I don't know what the point of all of this is anyway. I'm telling that I was really really angry to see that this is what they did with him at school. I had no idea. And he, I feel he he was not getting a great education and I'm not saying he is now. I think he's in a much better place than he's in middle school now and he has great teachers. And I still don't believe the education he's getting is what he deserves, but I think he's cared for at school. I think he likes school. He's involved in activities at school. Let me go back to 2020. So I took him out of the virtual learning. I was so upset. And we spent the days together every single day. And we would walk outside like most people were doing during the pandemic and like for all, like a lot of times a day. And he was, you know, listening to the birds. And then all of a sudden he started singing and started talking. Like he was saying, he was saying, I do it. I do it. I do it all the time. He, you know, he 
is not speaking. He doesn't, he never ever said that before. And he was singing songs and it was in his own way, like the most beautiful voice. And it was like shocking to me. And I believe that's because of the pandemic. I believe it is because he was not in school. I believe it's because he was outside with nature and we were spending so much time together. He loves to not be in school. Mm-hmm. I, I should pull him from school and homeschool him like now that I'm talking about this, but I, you know, I, I think he should be in school, but I can see the benefit of how things change, how he changed in so many positive ways. He learned how to ride a bike. I got cancer during this time. I was mm-hmm. diagnosed with breast cancer in in February of 2020, actually. And I can say that was the, even though that was the scariest thing, that was the best year of my life because Gabe just blossomed. And it was like, it was amazing to see it and to really get to see it every single day because of, you know, not having him in school and the riding the bike thing. I never believed he could do it. Caroline believed in him and she taught him and I would come back from radiation every single day. This was in July. I was after I had had the lump back to me and he was learning and I would run next to them. It was like a hundred degrees here. And I filmed because I just don't ever like to miss anything. I don't, I have a fear of missing out um, all of the time with when it comes to him and seeing that was just, I don't know. It just, it made my life and it was the best thing ever. And then all of a sudden he didn't want to get out of the car. Like it was, I don't know, like the pandemic, not that it ended, but life went on. I think we started going back to school and um, he, we took him to the beach. He didn't want to get out of the car. I'd pull into the um, parking lot of where we lived. He wouldn't get out of the car. We'd sit there. Like it was really strange. I don't know why. I don't, I have no idea what caused that. Um, what he was, I don't know what he was feeling. I, he, you know, it was really unclear and I just had to kind of wait it out. I was devastated though, because there are only a few things that as a family that we all three, like really love to do together. And going to the beach is the biggest one. We're big on going to the beach. My, um, my partner, Caroline, she, her dad has a place in Bethany beach, so we can just go whenever we want. So we go on we would go on the weekends and, you know, all year round, even in the winter. And it, Gabe usually loved it. And then he just didn't want to, he didn't want to anymore. And I, it, I didn't think it would ever end and it did. And now he's back to going to the beach. And thankfully, I don't know why. I don't know what changed. Yeah. So strange. I'll it, never it's understand. so interesting how they try to tell us. I mean, they're always communicating with us and telling us things. And maybe he loved his new routine. Like, like you said, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to do any of this stuff. It, you know, and I'm sure you've found this as, as much as I have that Skylar's in an, an ABA program also. And I don't necessarily think that he isn't like learning a lot there with regard to ABA policies and stuff and like the trials and the, you know, like you said, you have to pass so many times to achieve a goal and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're working a little bit more on um, independence and life skills now, instead of matching the ball with the pictures and stuff, because I'm like, yeah, I was, so like, I'm adamant. I'm like, he's not doing that. He's almost 20. We're not doing that anymore. That is not going to affect yeah. his life in any way, shape or form later. So let's please not do that. Um, and I'm sure they don't like it. <laughs> I'm sure they're mad at me for being like super invested in, but I have to, somebody has got to be, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, it's just that, um, I feel like he's underestimated all the time 
And maybe you feel that way with Gabe too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys dabbled in some spelling. I know now he uses, is it Proloquel that you guys use? I know he has the iPad. He uses, um, it's an iPad with touch chat, touch, touch chat. chat app. He used to use Proloquo to go. So. Gotcha. He has gotten yeah. so fluent in that. Is that something that you guys worked exclusively with him on or are they implementing that at, in his um, ABA program now too, or, or his it school is, program, it, I mean? Mm-hmm. It is the main focus at school for him that, and at home, actually, like we were really bad about it at first. He was using a different device um, for the longest time. It's a dedicated device. And for me, it was very complicated to use. Now he, so we had that one through insurance and we still have it. The one at school is an iPad with the app. So for some reason, that one for me to use is much easier um, and I think maybe for Gabe, it's much easier. So now we're just using, we're bringing that one home from school and using it at home all day, like mm-hmm. constantly. And we really were bad about using the other one. Just, I really feel it's my fault just because I couldn't grasp like where anything was. It was just really complicated in my mm-hmm. opinion. This is so much easier. And, you know, he is doing really well with it right now, just because we are modeling it. We bring it everywhere. He has it on him at all times. He is doing RPM. Mm-hmm. He has, he's very new to it. He can, he only has like a 30, 30 minute session a week because he is a wonderful instructor, but she doesn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that if he had more sessions, it would be great. But right now, for now, she only has like a, you know, limited time. But today he has that. I'll be picking him up from school and taking him there. And it's always, you know, it's shocking every time. That yeah. He, he, it's very slow. Like it's hard for him. It is hard for him with the motor planning. And, you know, it takes like 30 minutes to really just form one sentence, like a short sentence. It's hard. So, but it is amazing once, you know, he does do it. He's right now working on a letter to, he made a friend. I can't believe he made a friend recently. It's like, Aww. wow. And I think that's like the most, the most wonderful thing ever in the world. Like I never thought Gabe would have a friend. And so he's working, he- she's moving. Oh no. So he's working on this letter for her to her to like, you know, say goodbye and to, you know, talk about how he feels about having a friend. It's really beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time. Did he start yeah. using um, the communication devices a little bit uh, more frequently during the pandemic or after the pandemic? It's recent. It's okay. been very recent. It's only been like two months of him consistently using the device. Was he not interested in those when he was younger, um, like PECs or or like any AAC and things like that? Oh yeah. Well, he started with PECs, yeah. you know, as soon as he got to, so he was like two years old, he learned PECs. He was really good at that. I was very overwhelmed by PECs with all the different cards and losing them. And how do you keep it organized? Like, and I was by myself at that point in time. So I really felt extremely overwhelmed with the PECs and everything. And then he did get the device. He got like, he had started with go talk and then he went to ProLoco to go but the, I wasn't taught how to use any of these things at that point. So like now it's different, but back then it was just like, okay, he had this device at school and then I didn't know what to do with it, you know, when Mm -hmm. he came home. So I think that's one of the hard things for parents 
you know, when kids are given a device at school, then well, how, you know, I really think there has to be more parent training in some way, like through our insurance, I was able to go and take him to like a specialist. I was taught through, you know, them at that, at a certain point in time, you know, it's just through school. I know there's no way for them to really do it. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Like how could they possibly teach every parent how to use the device like fluently? You know, it's really up to us. There still has to be a transition though. That's one of the things that we were hoping to get out of um, behavioral therapy a few years ago. They would go to his center and then they would come here and say, you know, just even how they're saying the words like, you know, Skylar, you know, pick this up or they just said it's a big difference with our kids. If I say, you know, instead of pick this up, if I say, Hey, get that or something, he doesn't understand what I'm, what I mean exactly. Uh, um, and, and I don't want him to be robotic. So I was just trying to figure out the, the go between between the teachers and me and same with Proloquo. I just bought it for him, but he's not ever been of the generation. He didn't have iPads when he was little cause they weren't invented yet. But, um, so he's just not interested in, the iPad and and like Gabe, his motor planning is so poor that if he tries to touch one of the buttons, his hand kind of sl- swipes across and hits other mm-hmm. buttons that he didn't mean to hit. And it's just really hard for him. Yeah. So I don't know. It's not been successful for us with that. Spelling has been the only thing so far that's seemed to show some promise. And well, that's good. That's <laughs> yeah. great. It's, it's so crazy, um, isn't it? Watching them spell things and like tell you how they're feeling through spelling. And I get asked all the time. So in, in Gabe's um, schooling now, his middle school, does he attend regular classes like, you know, math and that kind of thing? Or does he have a December no. program? Okay. He's, he's in the autism program. There are six kids, including him in his classroom. Okay. And they are, you know, so they're within a school. Um, they are working on being, an inclusive school. It is a new sort of a new program. So he, yeah, he's been there for two years. They had never had this program at the school before. I think everyone's learning and what the school has done and what I, I've been actively, you know, trying to come up with ways for Gabe to be more, yeah, more included in the school. Um, he joined the cross country team this year. Um, he, one of his paras is she, She's from his classroom, but she also is a long distance runner. She's like really, you know, fast and everything. So she was willing to do that after school with him because he needs someone Mm -hmm. to help him. And now he's also doing intramural basketball after school now too. And, you know, I spoke with the, the PE teacher who is the basketball coach. And he was telling me how different Gabe is with the after school activity in the gym versus the PE class in the gym. And he said, I think it's because he's around all these other kids. Like there's 16 other boys that are doing, you know, this basketball thing. I don't think Gabe is actually even throwing them. I don't even know if he's, I don't even know. I think it's the fact that he's just around a group of kids, like, like more kids that unfortunately I always ask, does Gabe have any friends in his class? And the answer is always, they don't interact with each other. I can't understand yeah. how that's possible. You're telling me they don't interact with each other. How is that possible? Is it because you guys aren't like trying, even trying? Like, I'm not, I don't want to insult anyone. I think they're doing a great job. I think a lot of the, the kids in his class, many of them need like one-on-one attention, but I still think 
that there is a way for them to all be friends on some level. Do one thing together as an activity during the day or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I can, I can only imagine that Gabe being around his peers, like you said, he just for the first time made a friend that he doesn't feel like the kid in the other classroom that is kept away from everybody else that he finally feels like he's just like everybody else being around all those other boys or people, you know, playing basketball, Mm -hmm. even if he's not playing, they were probably so nice to him, I would imagine. And like, including him and it's got to feel good. Yeah. I mean, I really hope so. And it's, it's, I see Gabe likes to be Gabe's money. He likes to go. He likes the nightlife. He likes, I mean, I joke around that he needs a fake ID because he loves being in, you know, the crowd and like, you know, where there's music, where there's like positive energy. And, you know, he likes, he likes things like that. And I think it's good for him to be around a lot of people. I think he feel. I think it really does a lot for him. You know, like we take him to concerts and sporting events and different things. And, you know, he just loves to go out, but I couldn't always do that before. (laughs) Thanks. It's taken a while. It's really because Caroline's not afraid of anything. And I, I am afraid of everything. I am anxious over everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I would never take him to the movies by myself, you know, even though I think he would be fine and I probably could handle it. I don't, I think I've had too many experiences when he was younger Yeah, where I, um, I was always like apologizing. I always apologize. Even now Yeah, I still do. Yeah. I don't anymore. Yeah. I need to get out of that because it's not his fault and they can just Mm -hmm. get over it. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's hard. That's so hard. I was going to ask you about, um, Caroline specifically, like, does she have any kind of training at all with, um, kids with special needs or anything like that? And she is just, she's a teacher. Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't doesn't come naturally just because you're a teacher. I mean, just, I, I it just seems like she walked into your lives and is like the fairy godmother that you guys like needed. She just, her bond with Gabe is incredible. And you know, I mean, was that instant? Cause I feel like my son and his adopted dad is, um, it's very similar to that. Just, you know, Skylar chooses Josh over me for most things, especially the fun things. He always wants to be with Josh. And, um, I just wondered if his bond with Caroline was pretty much instant too. It really, it was, it mm-hmm. was like, I, well, when I met Caroline, I was like, oh, she's a teacher. She's like the most lovely person I've ever met. She's so sweet. Her friends, her nickname is Sparkle because she just has this like, you know, sparkly, like happy vibe to her. I mean, she really, her aura is beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my God, I couldn't have met a more perfect person. And she and I loved, like, we're exactly the same in the sense, like we like the same things. We just really, um, we're very compatible in a lot of comes ways. Easy, I thought, huh? Oh my God, this is going to be, you know, great. Like I yeah. could tell. So she did meet Gabe and Gabe and Gabe has always had problems with eating. And she was like the only one, like in the very early stage of our relationship before we even got serious, like she would, you know, be over a lot. And she was the only one that could get him to eat, you know, like she, he really liked her. And then she started spending, you know, she started spending a lot of time. Like 
I met her in, in November. And then by January, we started to get a little more serious and, you know, she was spending a lot more time with us and it just, it was, it just felt so natural. It really did. And now go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and it's just like now, and I would agree, like, I would agree with what you're saying about uh, Skylar and your, your husband. I mean, he, I don't really know, but I feel like he prefers her in many ways. Like he, I, I don't know. I think that he feels safe with her. He loves her. She does so much for him and for, for our whole family. And it's, it's just really ideal. It's perfect. I, I cannot complain. I feel so grateful to have the family that I always wanted to have, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. unfortunately my husband is not here, but you know, I, he is, I didn't, he's watching over you guys. <laughs> he brought Caroline yeah. to you, I think. Mm. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's funny when I, I posted a video, I don't know, a week or so ago, I was just really in my feelings that day. I was really upset because I just feel like I don't have the thing to do with Skylar, like he does with my husband. And, um, you know, I don't know if you ever feel that way about some things. It sounds like you guys do so much together as a family, as far as outings and things go. But a lot of the comments I got were that, you know, I just kind of, I obviously I've been in his life since he was born. I just have this mom role and he knows me of, of that it's safe and it's reliable. And I'm just kind of like his emotionally reliable person. He knows I'm always going to do all of these things. And so seeing me in a different light is maybe difficult for him. I'm his therapist. I mean, I do the spelling with him. I do, mm-hmm. I prepare all his meals. I, you know, do the laundry. I do all of the things. And maybe that's the box that he's put me in. And mm. so it's just try, it's, he's just trying to find his place with Josh and with, you know, other people. And I get that. That makes sense. It's just still hard. I don't want to just be mom, guardian, conservator, all the things that are not (laughs) fun roles. So do you ever have any of those feelings like you feel left out at all or not really? Sometimes I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think that there are, um, you know, I have issues of jealousy of Caroline for sure. I'm not going to lie about it. I mean, she's just, I just, I think, and I get comments all the time. Oh, I thought she was the real mother. I get it every day. It's fine. You know, I get it. And she deserves to, you know, for people to think that because she's so great with him. How could you think she's not, Um, you know, but that's okay. That's okay. Like, I'm happy he has, you know, that with her, but I also do feel like, I wish I could be more like her. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I could be not afraid of everything, you know? Um, But Gabe and I, you know, we do spend, I don't show like really my alone time with Gabe. You know, I show a lot of when I'm filming, it's really like what we're all doing and I'm the one filming it. You know, and it's just, this is my point of view through my eyes. Like, you know, when I started all of the social media pages, it really, they've it all evolved into something that didn't start that way. It just started as me posting pictures of my life and writing something, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, I'm still like in charge of all of it, but it, and it is really through my eyes, what everyone is seeing. So I don't think it's fair for people to say that I'm not involved. 
Oh my gosh. But, yeah. You know, as much, but I, I mean, I am, it's a little different. Like Gabe and I do spend a lot of time together. Our, what it looks like for us is we're doing a lot of like driving around, listening to music, you know, bonding in the ways that we can. It's different than a neurotypical, you know, kid. Um, I feel like Gabe knows that I love him and that I, I think I understand him. I pretty, I, I really think I do um, without words. And I think that his passion for music is a really big deal for him. And the fact that we really have incorporated music into our home and our lives, like every minute, like I think that he, I think that that's partially why he's so regulated mm-hmm. and easy um, easygoing. I think that we kind of give him, we figured out what he needs and we, we provide him with that as much as possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, in addition to music, what are the things that really just make him just beyond joyful and, you know, he just can't get enough, obviously the nightlife. So <laughs> taking him to a club would be fun, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but music, he, I mean, he, de- does he still spin in circles is his stem kind of he's always done that I mean I consider I mean I consider it dancing like when he's happy Mm -hmm. he is twirling around and yeah and he you know gets his energy out that way um but it I it must make him feel so good I can't imagine I mean it would make me sick I've tried (laughs) to spin like that I can't do one I can't do more than one spin without feeling like I'm gonna throw up yeah I don't know how he does it but he, yeah, he's very into dancing and music and movement. And I think connecting with other people is a very big deal for him. Like he loves like people that are willing to get to know him. Gabe will connect with them. You know, they just have to be willing. Um, yeah. yeah. He can probably sense it. I feel like Skylar can yeah. sense it, especially if people, and it happens and I know they don't mean anything by it, but people, when they approach him and, and, you know, they'll say something to him and they wait for his response. And I'm like, well, he, he's nonverbal, but he understands what you're saying. Then they change their tone and it starts to be like, hi, Skylar. Like he's like four. And I just, I'm amazed at the number of people who look at this 20 year old man and they're like, you know, talking to him, talking down to him, like he's three. And, um, I mean, it's just, that, yeah. like, well, you can talk to him. Like he's 20. He understands what you're saying. <laughs> like, I don't know how mm-hmm. to be rude, but that's kind of goes back to like, I used to apologize, um, and say, well, if you know, now I don't, I'm like, you can talk to him. Like he's a 20 year old man. You don't have to talk to him. Like he's a yeah. toddler. and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was doing that. I, I don't know why people just kind of gravitate to that. When they hear someone's nonverbal, they start to mm-hmm. dumb it down them. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean he's not smart. He right. just isn't going to talk to you. I don't know. Do people do that to Gabe when they find out he's not? I, I think you're going to think this is crazy what I'm going to say. I think, <laughs> I think it's at school. Yeah, I'm sure. I think everywhere. Else, I don't know. I, I think me because it's a new program and I know they love him and I, oh God, they love him and I love these people, but I do think there's a misconception and I don't think anyone knows enough. And I just think they need to be trained more in like the reality of 
somebody with nonverbal autism, you have to presume confidence. Don't talk to them like, you know, like they have to, oh, I'm t- taking him to the potty. No, no, no. Yeah. You don't need to say it like that. Um, you know, that's where I see and hear things like that. I do not hear anything like that. I think because I am all, I'm like very much like out there with, you know, with Gabe and I talk about Gabe so much. Like, I'm just thinking my neighborhood's really small. Everyone knows everybody. Mm -hmm. If I, you know, if I walked into Starbucks with Gabe, I don't think, I'm pretty sure people would talk to him like a normal person because that I do. And they see right. that I do, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, because I'm just so like out there, I think people, you know, just know by now, but I have, no, I definitely have noticed it at school and it really makes me mad. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating. It makes me sick actually. Well, and I can see his, you know, his behavior changes. So we went, <clears throat> we've been taking him to horse riding. He's not riding the horse yet, oh. but, he's, but it's been like five or six visits there now. And the first couple man, he was like throwing helmets. Like you could, his presents an anxiety, clear anxiety. The minute he does something Mm -hmm. new, he has no idea where we're, even though we tell him on the way, like this is what we're going to do. You're not going to be forced to do anything you don't want to do and whatever. But by like the fourth or so time we were there, he gradually touched the horses and pet them on the head. Now he leads them around the ring and he holds the rope and he's getting much more comfortable. But in the beginning, um, and, and she, she's wonderful. The woman who runs the nonprofit, she was talking to him like that. And I instantly mm. noticed the more she was talking to him, um, he, his anxiety was going up and his behavior was ramping up and he started smacking his leg and he was just getting fired up. So in front of him, that's when I said something, I'm like, actually, could you, you know, she said, if there's anything you need me to change or do, just tell me, I won't be offended. And I'm like, okay. And she's a speech therapist. So I was a little like, <laughs> I was surprised that she didn't already, but so I, so I just told her and she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize I was doing it. And the minute she changed her tone, he changed because he was, you know, like, I think he was glad I said something and I didn't wait too long, but I I think that's the thing too, with the spelling people always ask me and I can't answer the question, but because Skylar has never spoken how is it that he can spell all of these words and he knows all of these concepts and like Gabe, how, how can he, you know, ma- manufacture these sentences when he's never been taught in school, English or read, like, you yeah. know, all of that stuff, how to read, how to write. And I'm like, I can't explain it other than it's just like a baby. Like babies are always observing us. That's how they learn to talk. And they learn their first few words because they're watching us and listening to us. He just can't say them, but he's heard everything. I mean, 20 years of Sesame Street isn't for nothing. <laughs> like I know he knows yeah. the alphabet. So do you, how do you, ra- you know, rationalize that with Gabe too? I find it's, it's so insane to me because I just don't, it's, it's amazing. Like I, I'm in shock every time that he's able to do it, but it's like, then I remind myself, well, I didn't think he could ride a bike, but he was able to figure, you know, there's just so much that I didn't presume confidence mm-hmm. for the longest time. I know yeah. that, you know, I, I talk about that a lot that I want everyone else to do it, but I struggle with it. And I have to remind myself, you know, I don't know. There's so much that we don't know. And we're never going to know like about how their brains work. And I, I'm sure there is, I don't know. I think you're right. You know, after years of, you know, picking up and listening to like the world around them, obviously maybe that, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. It, it is so interesting to me. I don't know how, it, but we also read to him and I know he is looking at, you know, like when we have books that we're reading to him, he's like, you know, looking and following along. I don't, I don't know. Oh, really? I didn't know I you guys did that. That's cool. Have you always done that? Like at night um, or just? Yeah. Caroline read, Caroline read every Harry Potter book with him. Well, That's to cool. him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I know there are people who go, well, why bother? He doesn't understand what's going on. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. Mm. how do you know that? How do you know that? Like, that's yeah. what I, like, that's what I say. How do you know he doesn't understand what's going on? Yeah, he seems it, to understand a lot of things. And what's even more interesting to me is that, you know, when Skylar started spelling, even now he doesn't sit, he, Skylar never sits. He's always on the move. And so, um, mm -hmm. with the first time our spelling therapist came, she said, you know, don't, don't be alarmed when I start reading the, the lesson that we're going to talk about or whatever. And he walks away. This always happens. Um, a mm -hmm. lot of our spellers don't, don't sit. They just have to be on the move. She said, I promise you he's listening. And I'm like, okay, I'm just kind of rolling my eyes like you. I'm like, yeah. I didn't presume competence because I had no idea that his, all of the scores and stuff that I filled out on all the evaluations he was like 18 month old level because he couldn't speak so they just assumed mm -hmm. that he you know yeah. was intellectually disabled as well but anyway I mean he did he answered the questions in our very first session and I'm like oh my lord like you are listening so I guess you know shame mm -hmm. on me I haven't read to him only because he's always in constant motion and I just never thought that he was listening to me um but I have learned really early on never to say to him, Hey, look at me. I'm talking to you because he won't, he does not make mm -hmm. eye contact. Does Gabe make eye contact with you for a second and then look away while you're talking? Or does he directly look at you for the duration? <laughs> this of is Gabe is like really like unusual. He has like the most amazing eye contact yeah. I've ever seen. And it's I think that's too. because he's, <laughs> he's yeah, like looking I, into your soul. He doesn't even need to like communicate on any other way than with his, I mean, it uh -huh. is so incredible how he can communicate with his eyes. And I obviously like he's had to compensate for not being able to speak and also for not even really using the device that well in the beginning, you know, it's only recent that he's using the, the device, but he's had to figure out other ways. Mm -hmm. And I think he's for him, he is comfortable doing it that way. I know a lot of kids they're not, but he, he, for some reason is, and he makes such deep eye contact with people that I think it makes them uncomfortable. Some people uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know. I, it's, that's funny to me because I just, you know, I'm just so happy when he does it. I don't know. Yeah. But, and I, <laughs> at school, the school site, what is she, the, the psychiatrist or psychologist at school she was telling me she wants him to have a vision test. <laughs> Because he's always, you know, he looks so closely yeah. at people, but that's, he's talking to them. That's yeah. why he's looking so closely. He wants, he wants them. I think he thinks that they know what he's thinking, possibly mm -hmm. like he's communicating telepathically in a way. I feel like I understand it. I'm not, uh -huh. you know, I know probably other people don't, but I think that that's what he's doing. It's mm -hmm. not that he can't see. Yeah. No, I agree it's just, with you. He wants you to understand. <clears throat> when yeah. I'm talking to him, he's not, he, when I ask him some, ask him a question or say something to him, he's not looking at me, but you're right. Anytime like with his Crohn's or like something is wrong, he comes and finds me and he'll 
kind of grab a hold of my arms and look right at me. And I'm like, buddy, you mm-hmm. know, what's going on? And you know, what's wrong with you? But he seeks me out and makes sure I'm looking at him and you're, it's just, it is, it's like mm-hmm. telepathically, he's trying to say, fix this, whatever is wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it pains me because I have to run the head to toe gamut of what could it be? What is oh, wrong yeah. with him? Cause I can't, I don't know. I wish I, he could tell me a little bit more, <laughs> give me a little more of a hint, touch something that hurts. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Same games like that. He like if something is wrong, like if something hurts, like he he isn't able to tell me what it is. He won't point to whatever it is. I, he gets really massive nosebleeds. So that's like obvious. Oh, like really? I know when that's happening. If he comes and his nose is bleeding, I know what's wrong. But um, he like oh the other night. Well, I told you about my phone mm-hmm. situation. So we had to go to the Apple Store for like three hours. It was so annoying. But Gabe was with us and he was so anxious in the Apple store. He, I can't understand it. He was able to like push through and manage, but I could just see he was extremely anxious the whole time. He did not like being there. He was pacing around and you could see in his eyes, something was, I don't know what it was about the Apple store. I mean, it could be a million things with the Apple store that you know were overwhelming to him, but he's been anxious ever since then. And that was two nights ago. And the school told me yesterday, actually, that he had such severe anxiety that it was like he couldn't even like get through a lot of the school day. Like, while he he carries a belt with him, it's like his security thing and it's his stimming thing, like a fidget. He the teacher was like, it's not even a fidget anymore. It's it's a problem. It's like a problem. It's a distraction. It he's so obsessed with it. Like. I think having the belt for a while was a really good thing for him because it did make him feel comfortable. And I, and that is part of why I can take him pretty much really anywhere. If he has his belt, he's good to go, but something is going on at school. I don't, I don't know what it is that, you know, it's, I, I don't know. Maybe he's sad that we're back from Myrtle Beach. Like we were just away mm-hmm. and I'm sure that was, you know, oh my God, we did have a great time. And yeah, I, I was like happy to come home. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just like, I don't want to be back at school. You know, maybe it's something about school that's, I, I don't really know. And I hate that I don't know. And today I'm going to ask him. Yeah. I was going to ask RPM. you if you can either through RPM or yeah. through his device, can you, can, does he identify with feelings at all? I mean, I know that's really no. challenging for our kids. You but. know, but he is, you know, he's doing great with the device, but it's not like he's saying this is how I feel, or he's right. not saying anything in sentences. It's like, I want pretzels or yes or no, you know, questions, it's, you know, but that's good. That's better yeah. than what he was, you know, doing before. He's like a lot to learn still, or I don't know if he ever will. See, I don't, I don't know if he's ever going to advance, you know, with the device, but for now he's doing okay. But I would love for him to be able to do the RPM, you know, more and see if that that's going to be his method of communication like long term I really hope so but I am going to ask Ingrid who's his instructor now to please ask him how he feels about school and what's going on there Mm -hmm. and see what he says you know I really I do need to know and I know I'm supposed to be doing this with him at home but I'm not I'm not really ready yet and I need to just get myself I need to just do it you know, I know you, you do it at home with Skylar, right? So you, yeah, I do, but I mean, our therapist separate. is out of state. Um, so she mm. would zoom in once a month, but then <clears throat> she had a baby late last year 
So um, she sent us like tons of links for a bunch of lessons. And I just started doing it. I had another mom, um, Valerie Gilpier and her daughter um, on the podcast. Oh gosh, it was at least a year ago. And um, her daughter's spells just started spelling um, with, I think spelling to communicate. I can't remember if it's RPM or spelling to communicate, but she started that in her mid twenties or early twenties. And um, she's on verbal, but she was on the podcast and she was typing on her computer um, and answering my questions. And one of the things I asked her is why some spellers don't like to spell with their parents. And it was just mind blowing, but also eye opening when she said to me that a lot of kids don't like to spell with their parents, specifically their moms, because they try to be perfect for us. And when they make a mistake or they struggle to spell, they feel like they're letting us down and then their anxiety is up even more. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I like had to hold back the tears when she said that. So I'm just grateful that Skylar sees me as his communication partner and allows me to do that. When Josh has tried, he doesn't like it. He doesn't want to spell with him. That is our thing. So I guess I should be grateful that we have that thing, even though it's still therapy and it's still work. I don't want to always be the one that makes him work and do things, but um, I'm just grateful that he does spell with me. So it's not as easy as just like, yeah. I need to just do it because Gabe might not be receptive to it. I hope he is because that's just, that's an awesome, you know, thing for you two to have or Caroline to have with him or whatever mm-hmm. it turns out being, but um, it's definitely not an uh, an outlier if he doesn't want to spell with you, you or Caroline um, just because. They just want to be perfect for us, which is sad. <laughs> like, I hope I didn't make him that way. Um, make him feel like he always has to be perfect. That's terrible. <laughs> um, well, I guess, you know, just kind of in wrapping up, what are your, I mean, I know he's only uh, 13, about to be 14 this year, but um, what are your biggest hopes and dreams for Gabe for the future and you and Caroline? Like, what is the dare I say perfect, but what is the the scenario of life that you would like to have for the three of you? I'm really happy with the way our life is right now. And I just want to be able to maintain it and keep giving Gabe opportunities to enjoy his life, to learn. I think that he's really enjoying his life. I, you know, I think that the fact like that he loves music so much and we understand that and taking him to all the shows that we do. And, you know, I think that that's like really fun. I think it just enhances his life in so many ways. Mm-hmm. When I think about the future, you know, I don't, I want him, I want to be able to figure out like what he can do with his life, you know, that will be fulfilling to him. But I think it's some, it's going to be something I'm assuming with music in some way, I don't know how that's, you know, going to work out. But I think that now it's like, now is the time to start figuring it out for him and helping him, you know, have a wonderful life. I think that it's possible. And I really, I mean, I cannot stress enough that having a friend now in his life has been such a wonderful thing for him. I can see how happy he is. He needs friends. He needs a, you know, a social system. It can't just be me and Caroline, you know, yeah. like, like we're his best friends. We love him and we like That's do everything cool. together, but he needs friends his own age. And he has a lot of like older girls that 
you know, his old babysitters that are I like see family some members. Of those. Yeah. Yeah. So he loves yeah, them. <laughs> he loves them. And they, you know, they're not really his babysitters anymore. He's older and they've, you know, some have moved away and, but we are still like very close with these people and they're his friends too, but they're like in their twenties. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that he's starting to branch out and I'm, and also he just joined a social group for boys that's on um, the Saturday it's once a month. So he'll once a month, he'll get to spend time with these two older boys. They're like 18 and nine, 17 and 18 and they like went bowling last month and he had like the best time ever. Oh, that's neat. And I, yeah, I think that that's going to be really good for him too. Now, what state so. are you guys in? Remind me. We live in Maryland. Okay. That's right. Are services pretty good for things like that to have like peer, peer to peer programs or day programs or things like that? They're supposed to be really good, but so there's something in Maryland and I'm sure other states have it. It's called the autism waiver. So I gave was on the wait list for the longest time and he got off the wait list last July, but there are no providers. Yeah, I know. So it was like, yay, but there's no one who can work with him. Yep. So it's, it's kind of like, okay, what, there's no point to this right now. Like it's, I'm still you know, waiting to see, I would just, we just need a respite. That's what we need, mm-hmm. you know, Us too. and that's, <clears throat> yeah, we don't have any, but like the girls that would work with him when he was younger, who are, you know, well, now that Gabe's older, really, I can't use them in the same way. And plus they're not even available anymore, but I can't even find somebody like them anymore because he's like bigger than everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think he needs maybe a guy and that's also hard to find you know, yes. a guy who would, you know, be willing because, you know, Gabe has needs like a lot of attention in a lot of ways that it's, it's, it requires more work mm-hmm. for someone. Maybe someone's not comfortable with that. He, you know, he definitely needs tr- prompting in a lot of different areas of his life. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, um, <clears throat> yeah. I would, I would just really love some respite because Caroline and I never get to go out or do anything. So it's like the three of us all the time. And I think that's, that is probably like one of the biggest um, things I would like to change, you know, because that's, that is hard for a relationship just, you know, to Mm -hmm. always be with your child. Yeah. It's a threesome always. forever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Burnout's real. I mean, you know, not with each other. I mean, thankfully we, we don't snap at each other and things like that. And we have our moments, but it's not anything that's, you know, because of Skylar or whatever, it's just, yeah, even our anniversary or anything like that. It's like, you know, I'm helping feed Skylar while we're sitting at, you know, our anniversary dinner. Uh I'm like, this is lovely. (laughs) This is what I expected when we got married so long ago. (laughs) So no, that's, we didn't do our anniversary. My birthday is coming up um, in April and my, one of my best friends called me yesterday and she's like, all right, let's plan like going out for your birthday. I'm like, guess what? I don't have a sitter. She's like, okay, so we'll bring Gabe. And you know what? That kind of like, I love being with Gabe, yeah. believe me, but you need a break. That, like that sucks. Cause like, really, yeah. I should <laughs> yeah. be able to go out with my friend, my girlfriends and like have like a girl's night. And I never get to do that. And I would just like to be able to do that. And I haven't had that in a couple of years, you know? Yeah. So, and I'm sure Caroline, like it's my okay. husband would say, 
just go. I'll, I'll stay with him. And yeah. you don't want that. You want her there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want her there. Yeah. So I know. And she always offers uh-huh. like when there's something like that, that comes up. It's, yeah. And then yeah. you feel guilty when you're out, like you can't stop feeling guilty. So you can't even enjoy yourself. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like a vicious cycle. It's just not fair. Oh, well, I think that Gabe's future career is going to be in modeling because he is ah. one handsome little dude and they could even put music on, you know, when he's modeling and just let him spin mm-hmm. and they just get pictures of him when he's, you know, dancing to the music. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. He really I think is so too. handsome. He would be, have a great lucrative career in modeling and he would never complain because he wouldn't, he, be, loves he wouldn't be a diva. He loves it. He's yeah. funny. He wants me to like video him and take pictures. He's really funny about it. He's so good at it. So yeah, hopefully, you know, that could be, you know, one of the things he does in life. Yes. Later that would be on. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your extremely busy day to talk to me about the loves of your life, Caroline and Gabe. And um, I I just really appreciate it so much and getting to know you a little better. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. This was fun. Absolutely. Well, we will talk soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.